come stop and take a trip down on my block where you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north the west end the west side we blessed when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri in this week's episode, youth leaders discuss painting a fence mural on Martin Luther King Jr. Drive as part of the Shelter Project, a community collaboration in St. Louis, Missouri. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hi, everyone. I've been with Story Stitches for like five years now, and it's been pretty good. Um, I'm 21 now. I was 16 when I joined, 16 or 17. And I'm like the youth leader there, and it's pretty chill. I like dancing and all that stuff, so you know, I do it there. So, yeah. Hi, everyone. I am a third year story stitcher, and um, I'm a poet and visual artist there. I'll go next. Uh, I'm Charles Sharpless, and uh, I'm an architect and a uh, professor at the University of Arkansas. And so I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I've worked with Story Stitchers on the design of their storefront space and uh, on little projects like uh, the Trap Life game. And, um, and now we're working on the Shelter Project. And I'm Jessica Colangelo, and I work with Charles at our uh, architecture practice summer studio. And uh, also worked with Story Stitchers on the storefront and some other projects like the logo design many years ago. So we're excited to be working on the shelter project now. Hi, I'm Adrian Gonzalez. I'm in St. Louis. I've been living here for a little over a year. From Florida, I've lived there for pretty much most of my life. I am currently an MFA student at WashU, and the connection here for me is um, I'm Captain Bernhardt's studio assistant, and I've been working with her for about eight months. So, any questions about that, I'm here to help with that. I'm Kim Jane. Um, I, I'm really a teacher in most of the daytime, and um, I've been a volunteer with the Wilson Loop CDC for uh, three or four years, maybe 20, I can't, I forget. And um, we're really grateful for the Shelter Project, and um, Story Stitchers has been a great, partner with us um, on a lot of our festivals on the corner of Martin Luther King and Hodemont and um, we've always had a great time. So thanks for being here. I'm a longtime resident of the neighborhood. Uh, I'm brother Hassan Shree. I'm currently uh, in that neighborhood on a daily basis now, especially working with pure violence. I'm a violence interrupter. I've been uh, working with Story Stitches since 2015. I think we did that mirror to the one side. You guys came and helped us uh, with the Watch You students, uh, connected with Bob Hansen and uh, Laura and uh, Ruby and Alexis. We raised uh, some funds to do the first side of the uh, fence. We sketched it and we wanted to do something in the neighborhood pertaining to fresh vegetables and fruits and cleanups. And so I do a lot of outreach in that neighborhood already with uh, homeless, substance abuse, things like that, and working with the kids. 
And so we decided to have, like Kim said, we did one festival where we had the Metro Market Bus, Operation Food Search, and a lot of volunteers, Chester Deans, Fathers United to Raise Awareness, and a lot of the residents come out and we just had a, a big neighborhood get together. And we had a lot of the kids and the stories. I think we took pictures before we actually colored in the fence. And you guys helped sketch the fence. We colored it in and we thought, wow, we need to keep this going. So we kept it going. It grew and it grew and it grew. And now it's to the point where we're talking about the other side of the fence where everybody was walking by when we were down there Saturday. We knew I did an amazing job to the other side. A lot of people were very excited about how the other side got done and what's next to come. So it's a lot going on in our neighborhood. So we need some positive things. And uh, real quick, and I'm done. When we were doing the mirror, Elliot Davis was actually covering something else, but he looked over and saw all of the excitement and everybody running around and music. And we were having a good time. He came over and did a, a piece on us. So we got a lot of good things going on besides all of the negativity that we hear around the city with all of the violence and everything. And I thought that Story Stitches was a great addition to our neighborhood with the youth council. So we got a lot of work to do, but so far we've been doing a great job. I'm proud of everybody that's been a part of this. But I'm excited to be a part of the group, to be a part of the project. I think it's gonna grow into something real special. So just everybody keep doing what you're doing, doing a great job. Thank you, Hassan. So I guess this is an um, overall question to everyone that was there at the um, mural painting. How did y'all feel about being in that space and doing the mural? I thought the whole day was super positive. There's all these people came in, all the story stitchers. Just from the beginning of it, even people walking by, very curious, like, what's going on? You know, little kids coming around and asking if they can help. But because of COVID, you know, we couldn't really, like, allow, like, a lot of hands on work for everyone because everyone's so close to each other. But overall, like, it was a really good day. Um, um, both, it was, like, very mutual, like, the story stitchers and Catherine both getting a lot from each other. They learned a lot from that. But then also her, just, like, the inspiration from them to really get this mural going in, the, in this neighborhood. Yeah, I agree with you even though like i walk over there all the time when i'm catching a bus or like the bus where i passed all the time it's like being over there wasn't really different from being anywhere else to me because like it's just any other street to be honest to me personally i think everywhere is dangerous you know but that that particular like space people say it's like the most dangerous but me personally i think everywhere is dangerous and everywhere can be as dangerous as everywhere else to be honest so it was nice not to see the typical things that happen over there on that particular day. It's the irony there, the juxtaposition of the fence and the festivals that we've had um, next to the city, the uh, Wellston Loop building and the LRA lot, the city-owned property there. I, I just feel like the neglect and abandonment next to what you can do with not a whole lot of money and a few people uh, is a little shameful for our leadership in the city. And I think that the more you claim space, uh, the more the people in that space either move out or get with it, you know, and, and start helping each other. 
and the resources. Uh, I always say there ain't no trickle down over there. And uh, yeah, the loop building, the LRA building, the burnouts, the lack of. Um, uh, we were down there just two days later, unfortunately, right after we had the mural painting, you know, a man was uh, gunned down across the street. And um, I just can't get out of my mind how the police kept the line and the people disconnected and there was no interaction, uh, no milling around. Yeah. I just appreciate the help making their making it more of a sacred space down there. There's several there's like a church that does services there on a Sunday that claims that space. So cleaning and artwork and um, camaraderie just uh, can really turn an area um, for the better. So thank you guys for being involved. Of course, of course. Um, that brings me to the next question. Um, Hassan said, um, what's next? And I'm pretty sure the shelter project is next. So my question is for Jessica and um, Charles. What was the process of the, um, the designing of the shelter project? So um, I guess we were approached by um, Susan and Kim and Karen and this kind of Wilson Loop team. I think it was in, in June. Um, about maybe helping with a bus stop design um, for the Wellston Loop corner of Houdemont and um, MLK. Um, and partially because we had done some recent um, bus stops that kind of bridged art and I guess function um, in Athens, Georgia that we installed last fall. Um, so Sue and Kim talked to us about um, working on a design for the Wellston Loop project which we were super excited about and we knew that the mural and kind of future plans for potential farmers market and all these things were kind of in the works so it sounded like a really exciting opportunity to get involved um, so yeah we basically have had meetings with um, the Wilson Loop team and Story Stitchers all summer uh, talking about the design in terms of you know what should be included in the bus shelter and different ideas for inspiration and materials um, and colors and things like that. Um, and now we have uh, the shelter design, which is um, basically a kind of five by 12 foot, roughly, maybe 20 foot even, structure that includes um, a lot of great things. It has uh, seating, obviously, for a bus stop. It has what we call the hygiene hut, which is a kind of small cabinet that will have um, toiletries that can be passed out and kind of general supplies to people in the neighborhood. And then it has a rain barrel uh, water collection system too to use for uh, gardening on the site. So a lot of great things in a really small, small structure. I think, yeah, I mean, we started and what was brought to us by the Wilson Loop CDC and Kim and Karen is, you know, pointed out like we have, there's a stop here, there's a sign, um, but there's nowhere for anyone to sit and it's, you know, in the sun and, um, and it's an important route on the way to downtown um, on an important street. And um, so I think as a group, we kind of started to think of like, what were all the things that could go into a bus stop that you might not see? Um, and so, you know, the first thing that's always associated with the bus stop is shelter from the rain and sun. Um, 
But um, I think, you know, working as a group, we said, okay, well, what if, could we also put a bulletin board into this, you know, surface? Or could we collect the rain to use as, um, you know, to water plants around the lot? Um, could we insert a, a pantry or something that could sort of be used to pass out, you know, food and other goods that, that people might have extras of? Um, and then we also were looking are looking at how, how can we um, kind of use the bus stop also as like a charging station and so we can put a solar power panel on top of it and have a, a USB port so that people could come and plug plug their phone in. Um, so we're so we're really kind of hoping that this very very small structure kind of could become a, a sort of beacon at least for the four corners um, of of this intersection. Um, and people could gather there and do things that are useful, communicate with each other, and um, and then also, you know, if you're waiting for a bus, it might be a, a nice place to wait for the bus. Now it's super cool that we have a mural backdrop too. So. Yeah, I actually saw the um, the design that you guys did, and it's really cool to me. Um, Good. I don't even know how to explain it. I can't even explain it, but I was going to try to explain it to the people, but I can't. But. How it's, would you <laughs> How would I explain it? Yeah, I'd love to know. <laughs> hmm. I would want to stand under there just because. <laughs> like, just to stand <laughs> under there because like that's how cool it looks like. Because I know, because I stand on bus stops to catch the bus. So, like, that particular bus stop, I'd just be, like, chilling there just to, like, chill. That's how, like, cool it is to me personally. So, that's cool. So, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. Awesome. So, it's up to design to stand inside, like, uh, if it starts raining, you won't get wet. I didn't actually see how it looked. Yeah, well, there's not like a door, but it's a, you know, it's a cover. So it's kind of like an umbrella. Um, and so, you know, I think a few people would stay dry. It's better than, it's better than not being under something. There's no kind of door and window. So it really just has, it's a roof and it's open um, on three sides. Yeah, so it kind of like a bench in the, uh, in the middle. Of it. Is it a bench in the inside of it? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, there's a bench. So, what's interesting about bus shelters is that one of the most important things is that the driver of the bus can see who's sitting there, or if someone's sitting there, so they know to stop and the person. So, you kind of have to keep it open from certain angles, and then you want to close it off from other angles for the sun and and the rain. And so, so yeah, it basically has a roof, you know. I can hold up. Here's a sort of picture of it. And I don't know how big your screen is, but uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah, that's cool. It has a roof, and then I saw that a little. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and I think uh, we can email you more photos, and uh, and I think there uh, Kim has some too. Yeah, and it's um, uh, big, wide enough where a person with a wheelchair can turn around. To there's a few people that around there with in wheelchairs, you know, using wheelchairs. And so that was good. And there are curb cuts there too. And then, you know, it's uh, the, the bus is mandatory wearing masks. So we've been distributing masks and uh, food and things like that. Um, so people will have masks. Right. Now, now, another question I got for that shelter, and I know how people like to congregate and and sit even if they're not catching the bus because they had that problem across the street they actually removed the bench and moved the bus stop up and uh would it be a, like a trash can or a waste basket while people wait on the bus sometimes people sit they usually drinking or eating some food and then they tend to throw the trash down 
So would it be a trash can next to that uh, shelter as well? Yeah, we did add a trash can. Yeah. I think someone brought that up. Yeah. Oh, they talked about putting a hole in the a fence and making it like a basketball thing where people would throw the trash. We ended up mixing that. I thought it'd be fun, but we weren't sure if anyone would realize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you all designed that and, and thought about that ahead of time, especially with the wheelchair access and also with the debris and trash. Because sometimes, even right there at that corner, it's a little spot at the uh, end of the fence, and it's like a little a brick, and people sit there and they wait because the bus stop is right there. So it's perfect, you know what I'm saying? And if it's something that can be visible and the fence with the mirror, it's perfect. It's letting people know something's good coming and then it's gonna be something else after the uh, shelter project. I hope so. <laughs> but um, I know it costs like so much money. Well, I think that it costs a lot of money for like the shelter project to take place. But do you think you guys are going to um, build more and put them in different places of like the city? Like Central Stand, uh, Normandy, like different parts of the city, or is it just the Western Loop shelter project? I don't know. There's no plans right now, but I'm sure it's okay. a great amb ambition. Yeah. I know we do have, I don't know, Kim, if you want to talk at all about Lisa from Metro being on the. Right, right. There's a possibility. Maybe it'll be a little prototype, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, as an architect, we are always kind of thinking about projects as not just being the one project, but it's something that you, if you make it accessible and people like it, you know, that they would want to replicate in other parts of the city. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's that time again for our Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. Come on, y'all. Let's pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original piece entitled Dear Shooters. Let's check it out. Dear shooters and killers, my people wanna live. Don't tell me how it is if your life ain't positive. Sometimes you gotta give back just to go for too many homicides. People lies cut short, don't shoot. And I ain't gotta be your brother, don't shoot. Don't bring your flower to your mother, don't shoot. Not over money or no color, don't shoot. Cause you and I might need each other. Trigger happy, itchy, trigger finger on a teeny bopper Valley 17, but making crime scenes with a chopper Spitting 50, he's a gunner, young shooter Who to blame, it's a shame when he put that thing to your Freddy Krueger, super predator, America, cause nightmare City full of white sheets, the battlefield is right there Every hooded complex, low income and projects Reading ground for post-traumatic stress, you could die next Everybody need to check, community is under siege Time to pick the city up if you wanna go, then come with me Cowards, they run the streets, these shifty dudes who come with heat Brothers die from holistic trauma like it's like it's on repeat Cause it's the same tragedy I've seen a million times Don't get mad at me cause the city done seen a million crimes Still don't nobody know nothing like it's the G-Code Or intimidation, afraid that they can be exposed Dear shooters and killers, my people wanna live Don't tell me how it is if your life ain't positive Sometimes we gotta give back just to go for too many homicides Cause you and I might need each other. Can't hear it in person, can't trust 
a killer, they slither like serpents Cause that's like a surgeon, I wonder why murder Worth it or worth it, I'm working, I'm working I'm burning with purpose, with dog, I've been trying I promise y'all I've been trying No truth in the lies that y'all buying Her G's moving silence, but why they be violent? Losing my friends cause they dying Cops bullets flying, we riot Our bullets flying, we quiet, for real? Nah, really, that's the right move The way they cocking and popping between the thuggers and coppers I mean, I probably catch a bullet out of high school I mean, I probably catch a case out of high school I mean, I probably lose my way out of high school All my friends getting slain out of high school What if I don't live a day out of high school? Killing, how strong do I have to be to survive me? I'll live with my children Had I known this, would I have any children? Just so they could put them in the dirt And to make matters worse Trouble posted on the corner like a bus stop Kids that without a warning on a bus stop Send kids every morning to the bus stop Gunshots wake them up like alarm clock Nothing new here, this what they do here Tools flare, light them up like it's New Year's People kill her, even when you tryna chill her It get real her And mama been patient, mama been waiting Mama been praying, mom why you praying? She praying I live to see my old age When these kids don't live to see a graduation The problems are shoot us and kill us My people wanna live Don't tell me how it is If your life ain't positive Sometimes we gotta give back Just to go for Too many homicides People lies cut short Don't shoot And I ain't gotta be your brother Don't shoot Whatever we are in this life Is there a resolution? Cause confusion is in plain sight Can't fist fight Cause if I piece you up It's gonna be gunplay When people get caught in their feelings Emotional take off Like it's a runway But one day This world gonna see my hood Get back its neighbors And teens gonna show promise Instead of criminal behavior Can't mayor Too much integrity To deal in politics They say I made it 360 Not really I just polished it I reinvented my image Not only gangster Professional intelligence Scholar the real Danger. Don't let society shape your mental pictures. Perception ain't always real, won't true? Come to the stitches and we'll give you the tale. You know, oh so well, it's just too much shooting in the STL. Last night's gunfight killed a man and his kids. So dear shooters, keep it 100. Can we live? Dear shooters and killers, my people wanna live. Don't tell me how it is if your life ain't positive. Sometimes we gotta give back just to go for too many homicides. People lies cut short, don't shoot And I ain't gotta be your brother Don't shoot No bringing flowers to your mother Don't shoot Not over money or no color Don't shoot Cause you and I might need each other Like, I know me personally, since we're getting ready to start another site in Dutch Town, just just me talking, speaking out hypothetically, uh, like neighborhoods that's supposed to be high crime areas, if they could see something like this in Wellston and it can just spark, just maybe, just maybe, it could plant the seed to, um, like with the stories that they have, these shirts and on the back of the shirts or in the front of the shirts, it's pick up the city, tour shirt, those shirts, those t-shirts, and you guys did that pick up the city tour and then on the back of it with the gun violence and all of that, if we had a photo of how nice this, that this is gonna turn out and you just take a photo shot of that and maybe see if we can get uh, Metro uh, or Bi State or the MetroLink to just take a photo shot of that in a group picture with everybody on it or something like that, maybe put it on the bus or something, I don't know. Or put them at the bus stops and show how this replica of the bus shelter look when the bi-state bus pulls up and you know how the bus has all these advertisements on the side of it 
maybe one of the buses had something like that pertaining to the side of the bus with the shelter project on it, with story stitches, you know, something like that. I mean, because the bus, it rides up and down Martin Luther King. It goes from one end of the city to the other end. And so if people see that on the bus, they'd be like, oh man, what's that? Then when they get to the Wellston city limits, oh, that's the shelter that's on the side of the bi-state bus. It's just an idea. You know, people say a lot and talk a lot, but until we all chime in on it, you know, lip service is just lip service. If you're not being a, a true servant and a, a, a servant out here in the community helping our people, then we just, we want to set ourselves different from the rest of the people. That's all I'm saying. Focus on the mission. It ain't about us. It's about the people. And, and that's what I like about this group. You guys are compassionate and, and you really want to do some good in an area where everybody's always talking about how negative it is. Like Cali said, he walks up there. And I'm like, Cali, it's my neighborhood. I grew up over there. Or I was a victim of crime over there. Coming from work one day, I was shot seven times in 1997. So I know about being a victim of gun violence. And I could have lost my life that night. You know, so that's why I came back in that neighborhood to do some good. You know, so I commend what you guys are doing. It takes guts, it takes leadership. And I think we got the people right here to do it, especially with the story stitches. And then you guys designing the shelter. I'm just really proud of everybody. I salute everybody on this line, you know. So keep up the good work. This question is for um, Adrian. Since you worked, um, you work pretty close to um, Catherine. And, um, how would you explain her uh, work process and stuff like that? Like, like step by step, like how would you like explain that? Yeah, um, I hope I can do her justice and represent her well in this, but I want to say though, like the project of bringing art and architecture into the neighborhood, like it's really great. Um, Go, like I'm new in St. Louis and I've never been in that side of town but going there it reminded me a lot of like <clears throat> neighborhoods that I grew up in so and I never saw good architecture good art you know like being an artist now something that kind of was just me later on in life but the things that you know Jessica and Charles and Catherine and Story Stitchers and all everyone's doing is really great but I've been working for Catherine for a, little, a couple months now and um, and I, I'm, I followed her work for a long time before this and so she's a, she's a pretty big name in the art world um, she's originally from St. Louis, and she moved to New York. Um, I think a little like in her early 20s, and she she was there for about 20 years before she moved back. But she's brought back a lot of things with her. You know, she's trying to really create a culture of art and a different kind of perspective on in St. Louis. And I think she's an artist, but she's also an activist. You know, you can see her work that she um, just portrays the everyday life objects, and she paints whatever she sees, however she's feeling. You know, she, and it's really like great unapologetic way of making work. You know, it's really brave how she just goes for it and doesn't stop. You know, like there's nothing that she makes that's really like messed up, but it's it's just the way she sees and the way or like an extension of herself. And her process is really, you know, she comes in the studio and whatever she's been thinking about all the day is what she makes. I mean, she has her iconic ways of, of iconic images that she's making, like E.T., Pink Panther. Um, um, things that she put on the mural too, like Bart Simpson. But on top of that, like the reason she does is like, you know, it's funny, you know, she does these these big iconic figures, but when she was painting, she started painting Bart Simpson recently. And then when we were in the studio, she, you know, I hope I don't embarrass her because she asked me, it's like, who's this guy's name again? You know, but because she's not really interested in like the 
culture of it like she like she's explained things to you know like in a lot of interviews and the way she talks about it is like she thinks about them as color and shape so she paints toilet paper and socks a lot because she thinks the, the shape in toilet paper or the shape of a sock is really unique like it's a universal kind of thing that if you just draw an outline of a sock draw an outline of toilet paper everyone can recognize that so the, the way she sees the world and interprets the world is really interesting and she not only does she paint that but her like as far as like being an artist and an activist she does paint a lot more kind of politically politically inspired work like colin kaepernick she's she's painted him a lot and made prints of that paintings and what she does too is like she's she's doing it really to like reach out to the world because you know she has she has the, the following to do that but she's also the way she works is she's not stealing the spotlight from like the real issues that are happening you know she gives a lot to the community like the wish it was a mural and everything and all those paintings that she does of these kind of issues she donates money for all those paintings that when she if they sell you know so she's figuring out ways to really do that she like you know i've realized working for her that she donates a lot of work um just for all all kinds of issues across the board so and she's out there too like during the protests um and everything she was out in the protests with her mask on with her son khalifa and they do everything together and she's a really giving artist too you know like the way she works in studios you know she makes of her son she acts a lot like what's what do you think like what what do i think you know like does this color look good you know she's like really great to work with her in really great ways she's working and then so her process though is like you know she's she's not afraid to paint really big she's been painting big you know she we talked about how you know a 60 inch by 42 inch painting to her you know that's like four feet by five feet um and that it's it's small for her now like she though that's like boring for her so the smallest she likes paints like six foot seven foot or eight foot ten foot and it's really easy and, and then the way she she's always like worked by herself so she carries the big canvases around you know they're made out of wood so she picks them up places them down paints on them um and she starts off with spray paint so she sees herself too as like not only a painter but a gra graffiti artist in a way because of what she spray paints all the outlines of her drawings and she starts off very quickly like there's no correction it's just like whatever is done done draws them on the wall or face upright on the wall lays the canvas down and starts painting with very 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 like liquidy paint just watered down paint and then they she paints them and all the colors like mixed together um and then she waits for them to dry and then, and then the paintings are done so it's really just like making and moving on to the next thing just like in a way like that i've noticed is like just like everyone's lives and her life goes it's like moving on to the next thing and just contributing the way she can there yeah i think her work is really nice i was excited when she followed me back on instagram um so this is talking about the mural and the shelter project why do you think that this particular space needed the mural and the um shelter project i think that the um that the neighborhood really needed the mural specifically because I come from neighborhoods like that. I grew up in Penrose, so um, I sympathize with like knowing how those neighborhoods are really neglected by the government and by our city leaders. So like seeing like dilapidated buildings and old houses that nobody lives in, you get really uninspired and you feel like you don't have anything to look forward to. You have no goals or anything because you're coming back to the same things every single day. And you know for a fact that nobody's gonna come into those neighborhoods and fix the buildings or build anything new. So to have like a little fun mural, it's like full of like color and like new life and 
just seeing like youth out there like actually aiding into like where you're living that's really inspiring because you're like okay cool so things are changing and something new is coming well said i like the part of where you talked about dilapidated buildings school buses kids standing around uh kim touched on that as well with the lra property across the street the loop building the historical bus loop building the f kresky building with all of that when those kids come out in the morning to go to school they should not see negative image negative image that's all they see negative 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 and we have to change the narrative of, of how that looks and the only way that we can change that is by doing something like this and then it goes from one project to another project and then you hold those city officials and those so-called leaders even the churches you know we've, we've invited the church leaders we've invited the aldermen to all our meetings and no response and, and and then you know and then when things constantly keep happening when you give a person a pull-up a pull-up is just simply just giving up everybody hey look we reaching out, we asking out for help. Where you guys at? And, you know what? What are you doing? And so then every time now here we go again, we're getting ready to vote. You know, and I like that mirror with the on the end of the mirror with the cardinal bird on top of. I voted. You know, so we voting to voice our opinion about certain things. And like you just you said it so well, the government and the elitic, uh, the, the city leaders or city officials, they sit right back. And it's like, what's going on? You know, you know what's going on down here. So we only had one cruiser that cruised by. But I mean, once again, I mean, you know, it's schools in the bus stops, like you say, abandoned buildings. Every now and then we might have a fire. Then there's another abandoned building that's burnt out. And then we need to get that building tore down, demolition. They, they tear down stuff in our neighborhood, but they don't build nothing up. It's sad, man, but thank God we're trying, you know. We're doing the best we can with what we have, so. Yeah, so uh, the piggyback on uh, Hassan and Beck's face, our group talks a lot about trauma-informed community development. You know, there's a big movement for trauma-informed education, and kids that are walking through, uh, sometimes I've lived around a lot of abandoned buildings, too, and, and when people would come and visit me, um, they would say something about it, and you don't even notice it after a while. You don't even see it, you know. On that corner, I don't know, it's a pretty devastating uh, space. And the thing I like about where we're building the shelter, too, is that is our group, um, and we maintain that property. And we... <laughs> involve the people there so we have like these backyard group meetings on sundays and we have meetings for the women on uh, wednesdays that area has just been notorious for serious drug use and, and sales and stuff and it's no secret but one by one we've been incorporating people and taking people to treatment we're taking somebody Friday down to Farmington because there really is so little treatment, especially now during COVID. You know, the violence gets the news, but we had a dead woman we saw just a couple weeks earlier that had OD'd. We had a woman OD in front of our building, but thank God she didn't die. Somebody had Narcan for her. 
but the opioid crisis, you know, isn't, I think the violence is getting more play, but when it comes to death and no real answers or, or treatment, because there's a lot of people that are asking for help. So I, I feel like it's just a little lifeline and all the things that they built into that shelter, you know, um, the charging station and the, the bulletin board, because a lot of people don't have phones the Wi-Fi or anything. So if you know a job or um, groups or meetings, we can post that so that people can see that information. Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. The City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, and Missouri Foundation for Health. To learn more, visit storystitchers.org. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.